Okay, hello all. Today we have with us Kavya. Hello, hey. Kavya. Hi. How are you doing, Ayush? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Really, really great, and uh, I truly mean that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really great. So, yeah. So, Kavya, tell me, what are we going to talk about today? Um, today we're going to talk about, I think, one of my favorite subjects. um which is not accepting your successes uh most people would think that we would talk about something like not accepting your failures or not accepting your mistakes um but i'm one of those people for whom that is very easy i can very easily accept that i've made a mistake or uh, failed at something but uh, accepting my successes kind of comes very uh it's very difficult for me to do that um so i'd like to talk about my experience with that and how i'm trying to get over it great so why don't we begin with like little bit like knowing you a little more uh, as in who you are what has your journey been like mm-hmm. and uh, maybe you can get get a little further away from mike that would like i think make the audio audio uh, really good so yeah why don't we kind of just uh, start with knowing a little more about you Yeah, sure. Um so my name is Kavya. I just finished a PG certification uh in social innovation management at Amani Institute um along with Ayush. So we are Amani fellows. <laughs> uh yeah. And before that I um was in college I did computer science engineering but um if I were to call something my alma mater it would be isec uh, it's a student run organization that's present all across the world it taught me everything that i know and got me all the jobs that i have ever had and i've had many um yeah i think isec and co-founding my own startup these two have been my biggest schools of learning and knowledge and um that's what brought me here i am Right now taking a break uh from everything from working myself to the bone for the last 5 years. Uh and I'm really enjoying this break. It's allowing for beautiful things like this podcast to happen and uh, a lot of self-reflection and self-acceptance and I'm looking forward to my next step in the social impact sector. Great. Uh moving on, I want to know why did you specifically pick uh this topic which is more like accepting and uh, accepting your failures and also not why do people not accept their successes uh so maybe we can just talk about that as well right so um i don't know how popular this topic is like i said in the beginning um but i feel like it's a relatively growing um uh topic in the sense that a lot more people are talking about it now because um i think a lot of us have grown up with this idea of being um you know always oh, such a smart kid we have we've achieved so much in school that for uh, most of us especially us indians that's supposed to translate into college and life and jobs and careers and everything but 
sometimes it doesn't um and that's what happened for me you know like until 11th grade i was doing so well um in everything uh i was one of the top 3 ranks but i always had extracurricular activities going on i was on the dance team the drama team the singing team or the choir uh the mc team um the sports team everything and then when it came to my 12th sports it didn't really do as well as i expected and if you look at it from one side it's like technically it was downhill from there you know um i didn't do very well academically either i um was very disappointed uh with myself and of course so my parents um cuz what happened to that high achieving child who got first second rank all the time uh why was she failing now um right um, yeah so only like recently have um i started realizing that in one sense it was a downward curve but in another sense it was an upward curve because it is when i joined college that i um joined itech is when i uh you know started trying something different trying something new and i had a lot of success uh, in that path i uh, did a lot of things that actually you know looking back um an 18 year old uh, managing an event for uh, you know that gave right. it to 2000 people all by herself um that's a lot and yeah at that at that point it still didn't seem like a big deal because well i wasn't getting the first rank in my class uh, and all of these things were just um things in the background but you know right now i'm 23 it's been what two years since college got over um and i can honestly say that every job that i've taken up everything every experience that i've had every great connection that i've made has has been because of those uh well now i call them successes um but back then i called them failures um sure yeah so that's yeah. there also kind of is a very important question that i had in mind which was that mm-hmm. as we grow up and when we look back there is a lot that we realize and we are like oh right that was such a big learning for me mm-hmm. then there are these uh, young people that are listening to this right now uh, who mm-hmm. might be wondering that if what they are doing or what they are uh, kind of feeling or what is happening in their life is kind of a big failure or uh, something that they constantly chase uh, that they can do better so how can a young yeah. person develop that kind of an ability to look at things in a different way where they're not just looking at things from a point of view of buckets of success and failure but also from the point of view of is it a, is it some is, is it uh, something that they can learn a couple of years yeah, yeah. down the line that can pay them off is it making them a better human being so how can a young yeah. person not wait to grow up and then realize it and like realize it at that very moment and not feel uh, guilty about their actions maybe that is something yeah. which i think would be great if we can talk about absolutely and um i'll say this you know it's not that when i was in those moments when i was achieving those things it's not that 
I w- wasn't seeing that this is a great thing is that I wasn't feeling it uh, because and this this brings me to the answer to your question which is that the system that we live in doesn't recognize the 9999 other forms of genius you know it only recognizes one or two certain ways and um, unfortunately that's the system that we're raised in and so those are the measures of success um that we hold up for ourselves so i think the first step to um what you are asking is breaking that system of uh, belief that we have uh breaking that system um in our head that says only if i get a plus and a 9.9 gpa and get placed in the top colleges um will i be anything in life there are sure like i said you know 9999 other career options out there that um are not that spoken about but that exist and are allowing people to live fulfilled creative uh lives um and and that's not to say that for the kids who uh are having that 9.9 cgpa and are getting placed in college maybe that's their thing and i'm so glad that you know they are happy with it and um they are achieving everything uh that they set out to that's great um but this is just to say sure. the other part of us sure. all the other ones who are not achieving that uh that doesn't mean that we don't deserve that same success that same feeling of joy and that same feeling that we deserve um what we're about to get but we just don't know yet don't know it yet sure yeah on that yeah. on on that i had a like a very logistical question uh yeah so like i see a lot of times uh there are so now mm-hmm. i think i think back in my days i don't i didn't i never had like this a student counselor or, or even yeah. uh, like even a counseling uh, division which could guide uh, me in 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 helping me understand what is the right way to feel and how exactly should i process everything that is going on yeah. in my life i think what you talked about majorly was around people to understand young uh, kids to understand that it's important to be more kind to themselves but my question Absolutely. my my question is that what happens when one tells you that hey you know what be more kind to yourself but then nobody tells mm-hmm. you how do you be kind to yourself because i think on a on a upar upar ke level pe you just understand that hey i don't need to be like i don't have to pinpoint myself and i don't have to uh beat myself up mm-hmm. every time i uh, do a mistake or uh, look for validation from an outer yeah. uh, uh look for outwards validation and and these so are easy things you... to say you know it's easy yeah, exactly. i've been told that my entire life you know like don't be so hard on yourself Hmm. My question is how hmm. did you internalize it? How, how, what was it that uh, in your oh life man. did you really understand that hey listen I get the logic that I need to be more kind to myself but then what yeah. happened <laughs> when you actually started being more kind to yourself? Um a therapist or a spiritual guru might be able to give you a specific answer to this but for me um I can 
honestly say that it's only been i don't know around 6 to 9 months since i started feeling this way um and i'm like and how long of a journey was it for you forever i mean i think it truly starts when um you're not getting that kind of acceptance from your family uh because all your life those are the ones those people are the ones who've been around you and have supported you and all of that but then when you start doing something different that they don't necessarily recognize and it's not their fault like i said it's a system that they're built in um then what who do you seek that validation from and validation is important um for sure like i i spent a whole year uh, in isec asking people students Uh, and and kids my age like uh, where do you get validation from and all of that stuff but honestly i think it's about shifting that uh, source of validation from uh, our parents or family to ourselves and this this long journey um has been about just that you know identifying that the voice that speaks to me in my head the inner voice that i have um i have to change that slowly surely um but changing that to be kinder to me to be nicer to me and to be more supportive and validating of me um is important because um sure. you know we are our worst critic and to be honest sometimes that's a good thing you know critics can be great uh, sometimes because they help you see things uh, that you don't necessarily see about yourself but when you're constantly doing that because you feel like that's what you deserve um then that's when it starts to go bad you know um sure sure i'm also curious to understand this sorry to cut you in but i think it's an important point i'm also curious to understand mm-hmm. like are there so these are the my these are more or less like a mindset thing right a change in the way you yeah. uh in your mindset i was wondering if yeah. if there are some very very actionable points as well that one can really practice in their everyday life uh that they can right. yeah yeah well like i said um being kind to yourself changing your inner voice to sound like someone who cares about you that takes some work it takes time um it takes evenings where you're just sitting with yourself by yourself um and just reflecting and just thinking and you know there are so many tools out there that can help you uh, with that um for example i found this tool that said um you know okay so you fail or you do something very bad then what um that that's very small question of then what so what um was a total game changer for me so there are a lot of tools out there that can help you with that um with this process of self reflection so that's one method um and then there is uh always you know the option of of uh therapy which i i'm a big uh fan of therapy and i recommend it to everyone um sometimes you need someone else to look at your life without context or with context and help you see uh what you're not seeing or tell you things that um 
maybe you find too hard to hear. Um, sure. And yeah, I, I, I am a big advocate for therapy and uh, I, I really love it. And um, I realized that maybe not everyone can afford it. I myself have had to save up to do it. Um, but thankfully, there are a lot of organizations out there right now who are doing, um, you know, therapy and counseling for free. And I really love that. Um, but yeah, coming back to uh, what we can do by ourselves. Like I said, there are tools out there. Um, another one of them that I love uh, and have been doing a lot recently is uh, writing down your accomplishments, especially the times uh, that you have been successful or have felt happy or have felt loved. Um, writing down those small, small moments um, so that on the days that you're feeling really critical of yourself, uh, where you're really, you know, beating yourself up uh, and feeling like you're a loser or feeling like you've not accomplished anything, you have hard proof in front of you saying that that's not the truth. Because I think sometimes it's hard, it's easier for us to remember all our mistakes and all our failures. Um, I don't know why that is. I have a lot of theories <laughs> as to why that's the case. But um, I think also, can I jump in quickly yeah. and say something about yeah. that? So I think I read it somewhere. It's, it's the negative bias. So negative bias is basically if we have 10 things in our life and we have mm -hmm. nine things going on really good and one thing going on really bad, our 90% yeah. of attention goes into that one thing which is not going right and we yeah. give only 10% credit to everything good uh, which is happening. Uh, so I think that negative yeah. bias one needs to be very uh, conscious of. And I think also Absolutely. I do remember that there was, uh, now because we are talking about uh, fears uh, and at some point I think mm -hmm. I will definitely give a link below this podcast of this amazing mm -hmm. talk uh, by Tim Furness, which is about why uh, you should define your fears instead of your goals. Yeah. And uh, once when you yeah. are really, uh, once when you can really put down what is it that you fear, I think that is a good starting point to actually start defining your goals after that. Once you're aware of what is it that yeah. organically and naturally you uh, uh, pull yourself away from. Uh, on that note, I think uh, you also mentioned that you wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so th that's essentially what the title is all about, right? Uh, it's all about not accepting your successes, which is a huge um, part, I think, of imp imposter syndrome. Um, now, again, disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist or a you know, therapist or counselor or whatever. Um, but this has just been my experience um, with this term imposter syndrome. Um, so basically, it feels like um, I've, uh, in a lot of, um, at a lot of times, I feel like I've fluked my way through all my successes. And at any moment, someone is going to pull down the curtains and expose me as a fraud. Um, someone's gonna, you know, pull me aside and be like, hey, you made a mistake there. Or someone's gonna announce it to the whole world that I'm uh, not as great as everyone thinks. Uh, this can be in, in, this can play out in, in a lot of ways, you know, whether it's uh, during a presentation, um, my thoughts over there 
you know, sometimes come up to me and say that, uh, what if there's something wrong with your presentation? What if you didn't say the right thing? Um, my worst fear at that time is that someone's going to pull me aside and be like, hey, you made a mistake on slide three. Uh, that's not actually right. Um, right. So, you know, it plays out in, in these very small ways. Um, and all of this kind of also ties back to what I was saying about the whole gifted kid uh, burnout thing, wherein you've always been this gifted kid and you know, you've always heard about this thing called your potential and how much, you you know, you have the potential to be so great. Uh, I've come to hate the word potential because I've heard it from my professors, from my family, from even some people sometimes in my job um, that have so much potential to be something, but apparently I'm not being that. Um, so, yeah, this this imposter syndrome has a lot of uh, feels like it has a lot of validation to exist um but it's not sure. true yeah so so i think a, a person maybe listening to this would have a, a very like uh, obvious question that how can they really figure out if they have this kind of tendency or a lot of times people organically tend to think uh, in a certain way and they sometimes uh, might get worried. Like I think getting worried is a very natural human instinct and not mm -hmm. uh, taking an action because you are worried is a very human thing. So how is yeah. that one can really identify if this is a pattern which is really stopping them or is it like a one-time thing which they don't need to worry about? Right. How does a um, person really understand that they, this is something which they need to really acknowledge in their life that this is a, this is a shortcoming that uh, it is, and then take actionable steps? Like, what is the point at which one decides that hey, listen, I think I have this imposter syndrome, and I really need to kind of uh, deal with it? I just I think it's actually kind of a if you have it, it's kind of like a catch twenty two situation um, because you feel like you don't deserve uh, to go to therapy or you dismiss your struggles and say that they're irrelevant because other people have it harder and, you know, I should be smart enough to handle this by myself. Um, in fact, that's how I came across all the tools and all the self-protection that I came about because I was like, I can handle this by myself. Um, you know, I'm not uh, quote-unquote messed up enough to go to therapy. But all of that is, um, I think it's part of it. So if anyone listening sure. to this was able to identify even three or four things that I said, um, then I think it's worth taking a look at it. And and like I said, you know, I'm not a therapist and I'm only sharing from my experience with it. Um, so maybe this can be just a one-time thing for someone. Um, but even if it is a one-time thing, you know, no one deserves to not celebrate their successes, no matter how small or big. I used to look at people who used to celebrate small successes, like um, finishing their homework for the day. And I would be so uh, 
Yes, there are a lot of tools out there to help you with it, but um, just create a support system for yourself, you know. Um, and by support, I mean actual support, wherein uh, people are not just bringing you down all the time, because sometimes that feels like support, because you're like, oh yes, they are telling me all my faults, and so they must be my true friend. <laughs> um, but... That's not necessarily the case. They should be able to see your successes and failures at the same level. So, yeah, building a support system, um, doing a lot of self-reflection and weighing out the facts, you know, like I said, uh, writing down your successes and your failure, failures and looking at them with an equal um, lens. And uh, try therapy. Yeah. Try therapy, man. I mean, I think it's great. And I think um, it's something that can work for a lot of people and i don't kick it until you try it absolutely and also i think like in general the whole positive reinforcement to oneself i think has been mm-hmm. such a powerful tool like a lot of times people also write down or they have these gratitude box uh, or they keep writing mm-hmm. every time they have uh, felt uh, good about uh, a certain thing mm-hmm. or they have feel blessed about a certain thing i think it's very important to feel absolutely full in in the sense to feel enough that hey i already have like yeah. so much and there there is so yeah. much that i have kind of achieved i think itself gives a lot of fuel uh yeah. to oneself to really like kind of push them ahead like at times i have for a very long time i have believed that uh being completely over critical about myself will push me uh further but i can share like mm-hmm. a small story okay so um, mm-hmm. i used to actually as like while growing up i remember i used to actually love maths uh none of my okay. family or friends will believe me when i tell uh, this to them but i think only because of mm-hmm. a bad teacher who was not kind enough or supportive enough i right. think i lost my interest in the subject whereas i hated sanskrit uh but at the same time i think i got a teacher who was really kind uh and 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 she was a friend to me because i think my first interaction with her when i changed my school was when she told me hey listen i know for last two years you have not studied sanskrit and i don't even expect mm-hmm. you to get like good marks and i was like whoa that's 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 good like she's already acknowledging my like uh situation and my achievement so she's already on my side yeah. and that's when she told me that hey listen i just want you to pass and if you can pass with good numbers that's a plus point but i think this work enough yeah. that you pass i think that gave me such a sense of comfort so i think whenever yeah. i find myself making that decision like making any decision of going ahead i always go back to these two characters and i ask myself do i want to 
create a narrative of what my math teacher would tell me right now, which is, hey, listen, you're like, <laughs> this, you, you, I know you uh, would have not studied. I know you would have not done the homework because you're lazy, because this yeah. and that. Or, or rather, would I create a narrative from my Sanskrit uh, teacher's character, which was more kind to me? So I think it's also about creating those narratives in your head. Are you being more yeah. kinder? When you're talking to yourself, are you more kinder to yourself or are you more... Yeah critical and critical is fine but yeah. are you like constantly uh, pushing yourself down I, I i mean already the word is there to push you down and if the word is not there psychologically yeah. i think the social media and everything is anyway out there uh to put yeah. yourself down and uh, and beyond that you even you kind of keep doing that so i think yeah it's something that has worked out really brilliantly for me that's so cool so are you the sanskrit teacher in your head or are you the math teacher of your head I more often than not, I definitely want to uh, be a Sanskrit teacher, but then there are times when I know mm-hmm. that I really need to kind of push myself uh, to an extent yeah. where I have to hurt my ego to do something. <laughs> then I, I, yeah. I, I, I think it, it's just like these are also these mental tools, which one kind of uh, wh- while growing up, you understand how to use them in the best way possible. Yeah. Because also it's unfair yeah. to categorize things in buckets that, hey, this is a bad thing, this is a good thing. I think you just keep pulling mm-hmm. up these uh, tools, whichever you feel like will work uh, at that given yeah, point of I time. particularly hear all the sounds, I mean, the voices of all these people saying, you're just being too easy on yourself, you're uh, encouraging people to um, slack off and things like that. But honestly, people see more success this way than the other way, man. So... Uh, sure, sure. You know, being nice to yourself, being positive uh, with yourself. Um, and I'm not saying it applies all the time, like you just said, you know. Um, we're not going to do this bypassing method wherein we're just going to think, oh, everything is positive all the time, we're going to be nice to myself all the time. That's not the case, that's not life, that's not how it works. But um, knowing that, that uh, you know, it's okay to fail, it's okay to... Uh, you know, support yourself when you're failing. It's okay to support yourself when you're succeeding. Um, and it's okay to just be okay as well. I think that's that's what's kind of important. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 Also, also <laughs> just a fact check. I think uh, mm-hmm. about the whole story about the teachers, I think in both the subjects, I scored equal marks. And I realized that studying Sanskrit was way more fun. Uh, then uh, doing that. And I realized that by the end of the day, if I'm scoring equally in both the subjects, might as well do it in a more fun way. So yeah, that's there. Yeah. But uh, anyway, now we have come to the end, almost to the end of the uh, uh, podcast, and it was so great having you. I think before uh, saying goodbye to you, yeah. I think if you can give our listeners like two or three quick learnings that you have got uh, in respect to this podcast or in general, I think if we can make it just very quickly, if you could give... Uh, key learnings uh, that you have got uh, when it comes to uh, the topic that we are talking about? Some ending words from your end. Sure. Um, I mean, I think I'll just do a recap of what you just said, which is one, um, be kind to yourself, learn how to train your inner voice to sound like that kind, supportive, Sanskrit teacher. Um, And the second thing is to work on a lot of self-reflection um, create a space for yourself where you're able to sit down and um, compare your successes 
um, to your failures and uh, correct yourself whenever you're feeling uh, like uh, your successes didn't matter because your failures exist. Um, that's not true. Both of them can exist equally and at the same time. Um, and last but not least, uh, seek support. Uh, try therapy or create a support system. Uh, build a support system that is encouraging and healthy for you. Um, that does not just mean people who point out your flaws, but also people who remember uh, your successes and remind you of them all the time. Um, and yeah, definitely a big advocate for therapy. Uh, if people are thinking about trying it and waiting for a sign, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, don't forget to have fun. <laughs> That's most important. Absolutely. Don't be yourself so seriously. Yeah. Great. I think this was yeah. such an amazing uh, podcast. And any of the listeners uh, who have complaints with the audio quality, I can assure you I'm really trying my best to try to like kind of figuring out a way to really uh, get better at it. So hopefully, uh, I think we have so many uh, episodes with Kavya uh, that, I, that are already in my mind right now. And hopefully by the uh, time uh, we again bring back Kavya as guest, we will do a lot better on the audio quality. But uh, I didn't want it to uh, kind of be a hostage to uh, the technical things and just wanted to kick off. So I think it was a great idea having uh, uh, you, Kavya, on uh, the show. And uh, thank, thank you so you. much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I'm very grateful that I get to share this. And uh, it even helps to one person be kinder to themselves. Um, sure. I'll be very grateful for that. Sure. So, yeah, on thanks, the, yeah. so on the description itself, I think Kavya also talks and shares a lot of content on her uh, platforms. I will be attaching her uh, Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn. Please feel free to follow her. And uh, yeah, yeah, see you around. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks okay. All right. Bye-bye.